Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 235 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 89 uh, to 92. Uh, in the week of August the 16th, August to August the 22nd. And today we'll look at the background and context of Doctrine and Covenants section 90. And we may begin in this section as well, uh, depending on how far we get. Uh, so with this uh, section in section 90, as it says in the introduction uh, of the Doctrine and Covenants section 90 in the, in the text, it says, this revelation is a continuing step in the establishments of the First Presidency. Um, as a consequence thereof, the councillors mentioned were ordained on March the 18th, 1833. So these the two individuals who make up the councillors in the First Presidency have actually been revealed already. We know that they were Sidney Rigdon and originally Jesse Gores, and then he was replaced when he was excommunicated by Frederick G. Williams. Uh, but it, it was clear that they hadn't been ordained at this stage. But Section 90 of the Doctrine and Covenants are given on the 8th of March, 10 days before they were ordained, outlined more the uh, importance of and the role of those councillors in that first presidency. Uh, and it helped them to understand what, you know, was the, um, what, what they were required to do. In the Joseph Smith Papers analysis, it says, quote, before the revelation featured here was dictated, Joseph Smith was assisted by his councillors as he had been previously by Oliver Cowdery, who had been called in 1830 to support Joseph Smith as the second elder. Um, the minutes of the of a conference of high priests that assembled on the 27th, 22nd of January 1833 likewise indicated a hierarchy in the presidency, with Joseph Smith as president, Sidney Reed as chief scribe and high councillor, and Williams as assistant scribe and councillor. The following revelation, however, directed that Joseph Smith's councillors, Rigdon and Williams, be made equal with the president in holding the keys of the kingdom. It likewise authorised the three men to labour together to set in order all the affairs of this church and kingdom. Close quote. Um, so what's important here is that it outlines that Joseph Smith, whilst he retained the presiding authority, um, basically these became three presidents. Um, and this is a, a significant uh, shift. And it's fascinating here to see how the Lord, how the Lord delegates responsibility and keys uh, to those who lead the church. Uh, whether that's through, you know, the, the first presidency or general organization leaders or, or many uh, aspects of the church. There are many opportunities and ways in people's, in which people serve and how um, the church is led so that uh, individuals are able to help be directed by the Lord in the affairs of the kingdom. This direction about the First Presidency is specifically found in verses 1 to 17, and the Come Follow Me manual invites us to, quote, review recent messages from, well, actually it says, what do you learn about the First Presidency from these verses? Review recent messages from members of the First Presidency. How do their words unfold the mysteries of the kingdom to you? Close quote. Um, this will help us to gain a greater understanding of the role of the First Presidency of the Church and a greater appreciation for part that they play. Uh, and so this will be a, a great opportunity to learn and to study uh, about this. It then gives um, further information in Joseph Smith Papers analysis about uh, what exactly go, happens later on, including a short uh, exchange later about a specific member of the church uh, at the time 
called Vienna Jacques or Vienna Jakes uh, in verses 28 to 31. Now, Vienna Jakes or Jacques, I'm going to say just Vienna <laughs> from this point forward for ease. Um, she is the one of only two women mentioned in the Doctrine and Covenants. Now, obviously, that that is, you know, down to you to decide what you think about that. But it should be considered that if she's one of the individuals that's been being mentioned in the Doctrine and Covenants, along with Emma Smith, that this must be a righteous person. Well, uh, in the Come, Follow Me manual, it gives a bit of an outline. It says, quote, uh, a woman of faith with considerable financial means, Vienna first met the missionaries in 1831. After obtaining a spiritual witness that their message was true, she travelled to meet the prophet in Kirtland, Ohio, where she was baptised. Vienna obeyed the Lord's counsel to her in Doctrine and Covenants section 90. Her consecration to the Lord, including donations she had made earlier in Kirtland, came at a crucial time for the church when leaders were trying to purchase the land in, that, that, that where the Kirtland temple would be built. Vienna was faithful and not idle throughout her life, and was eventually able to settle down in peace in the Salt Lake Valley, where she died at age 96, close quote. So it seems that this Vienna was a significantly uh, faithful member. Uh, and she was an important part of church history, and therefore we should learn about her as well. Um, in the Joseph Smith Papers analysis, it describes uh, in, in a bit more detail uh, her background. Um, it says, quote, before she departed for the city of Zion, Jacques made a large monetary contribution to the church. In a letter thanking her, Joseph Smith wrote, I've often felt a whispering since I received your letter like this. Um, like this, Joseph, thou art indebted to thy God for the offering of thy sister Vianna, which proved a saviour of life as pertaining to thy pecuniary concern. Therefore, she should not be forgotten of thee. Close quote. In effect, the prophet is saying here that she that he has been prompted by the Lord that she, that this sister has made a significant contribution, and without her, um, he would have really struggled. She was a saviour of life as pertaining to his pecuniary concern. A pecuniary, a pecuniary concern is relating to or consisting of money. So basically, uh, she made it very much possible for financial things for the church to happen, uh, in particular with the Kirtland Temple. And so a great significant sister of the of the early church history that we need to learn about and to know uh, and to learn an example from. So uh, we've still got a couple of minutes for this episode. So what we'll do is we'll dive into section 90 and uh, cover what we can. Um Again, verse one, we see very often it says, Thus saith the Lord, Verily, verily, I say unto you, my son, thy sins are forgiven thee according to thy petition, for thy prayers and the prayers of thy brethren have come up into my ears. I mean, once again, you know, this is the prophet Joseph Smith praying to the Lord for guidance and answers, and he receives a forgiveness of his sins because that is what he has asked for. And isn't it interesting? And I think um, instructional that when the prophet is praying to have direction and guidance about the first presidency uh, and, and and other matters in the church he's also praying for a, a, a remission of his sins uh, and this you know is the prophet so of course we should when we are seeking for answers or even when we pray we should always be seeking for that remission of our sins for, for to be able to repent and be forgiven um, and as we do that the lord is able to bring those mighty blessings down to us uh, in verse three, we're given the promise. Verily, I say unto you, the king, the keys of this kingdom shall never be taken from you while thou art in the world, neither in the world to come. Um, I think here there's two possible ways of interpreting this. First of all, about Joseph himself, about how uh, even when he dies, 
and passes on through the veil, that he will still have responsibility and uh, leadership to do uh, in the world to come. But of course, this can also be talking about how the keys of the of the priesthood, the authority that God has given to this church in the last days to do this work before the Lord comes again, will never now be taken away from the earth. Uh, and we see as the years go on how this is put into place. Um, but again, a great blessing to know that we have um, authority of the priesthood, which will not be taken from the earth. One final thing to comment on before we finish for today is in verse five, where it says, And all they who receive the oracles of God, let them beware how they hold them, lest they are accounted as a light thing and are brought under condemnation thereby, and stumble and fall when storms descend and the winds blow. Um, the Lord is reminding um, the, the saints that they are receiving direction and guidance from God. They are receiving oracles of God and they need to not treat them as light things. They need to understand that they come through the prophets from him uh, and that as they follow them, that they will be able to withstand the storms that will come. Anthony D. Perkins said this, quote, Studying ancient and modern scripture connects us to God. The Lord cautioned church members to beware how they hold the prophets lest they are accounted as a light thing. To avoid this sobering condemnation, we should diligently read the scriptures as well as church magazines and websites that enable us to be counseled in an intimate and personal way by the Lord's chosen prophet. Close quote. May we also do this as we move forward in these last days, reading the scriptures, considering and listening to and reflecting on the words of the prophets and apostles and leaders of the organisations of the church so that we can receive direction and guidance in these last days when we so need it and the storms do blow. Um, thank you very much for listening. Please continue to follow the podcast. Uh, you can join on Facebook, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me and email ldsstudysession at gmail.com with your feedback as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>